Important announcement. Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast Musical Edition. That's right. Our notorious live show, attended by dozens, is back on Saturday, September the 30th, 2023, at Chicago's finest dive bar, the Oasis Tavern, in beautiful Rogers Park at 6809 North Sheridan Road. Doors at 11.59 a.m. because, as our man Jordy says, God's tooth, it's not even noon. We'll roll our dice about the first half of Outlander Season 7, and then karaoke. Hope y'all can make it. Visit us at podlanderpresents.com to find information on all of our shows. All right, karaoke part two, what the fuck? (laughs) So pretend a can is open. In case you're just joining us. We've been talking about karaoke. Um, welcome to Podlander Drunkcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. And we are doing a live show on September 30, um, 2023. 2023. Uh, doors open at 11.59 a.m. because it's not even noon. Uh, <laughs> we are calling it Drunkcast Live the Musical because there will unavoidably be jokes where we're singing because we started season 7A of Outlander by singing Cell Black Tango in a Scottish accent. And uh, How do you come back from that? Uh, and, <laughs> and all of those things make this Drunkcast Live the Musical, but the mosty. The book, that was not a thing that people say, but mostly the reason that it is called that is because we are doing, going to do karaoke after for a couple hours. Come do karaoke with Come us, on. y'all. Saturday, September the 30th, noon. Let's do, oh, sorry, not even noon. Not even noon. Live taping, then karaoke. Fuck yeah. It's going to rule. Yeah. Come hang out. So, um, in the first episode, we talked about a general karaoke philosophy, which I'm sure we will get back to. But I want to get to specifics here. I want to talk about specific examples of great themes, specific examples of great songs, and specific examples of here, I have done this for you. I have experienced the blinding horror of singing the song at karaoke, and now I will share my experience so as to prevent others from from experiencing the same cruel fate. I have a particular personality trait, which is that those don't tend to stick with me. (laughs) They tend to, like, go bye-bye. I cannot remember my most legendary fail. It exists. It's out there, but I don't You've know what it is. You've seen other people fail, though. Oh, yeah. So, fails in general. Uh, I can talk about my own fails. Please. If you can talk about the failures of other people. I think that says a lot about us. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay. But let's not do that. Let's okay. talk about, in the previous episode, we talked a lot about how helpful themes can be, even if it's just a theme for you, even if you just invent it for you. For just for yourself. Um, if it's just you and two other friends, you can tell people into the microphone if you want or and not. And that shit's hilarious, too, if you're yep. doing it on your own and nobody else in the bar knows you're doing it and you so guys just, thread just a needle that's every hilarious. Every song is about a boat. Yeah. That's great. Whatever. That's Get it very funny. Yeah. Um, but what are, some, what are some examples of great themes? What are themes you've enjoyed? Weather. Mm. anything about weather because there are so many songs about weather because there's always some guy somewhere that's just like i'm gonna write a poem something about the texture of rain you (laughs) but really though the truth yeah that people write about the weather all the time there is always something about rainy days there's always something about sunny days here's an let's just use this as an example songs you could do about weather in, related in some way at karaoke, go. That will alternate. Um, I wish it would rain. Yeah, um, that's, that song is so it's good. So good. And it's so, it's so sad. sad, but um, it's really good, and people really like that song. There's I'm gonna say a naivety uh, of it. The thunder rolls. Ooh, that's a really good one. Um, <laughs> dreams. <laughs> thunder only happens when it's raining, baby. Um, raindrops keep falling on my head. Ooh, that's good. 
What's one with sunny or snowy? Sunny. Yesterday, sunny. My there life. you go. See, <laughs> not Great. technically weather, but because the title is sunny, that can be mm. brought into weather. I've got an important question for you. Yeah. Why are there so many songs about rainbows and what's <laughs> on the other side? <laughs> that counts. That maybe is the question. It is. Yeah. Um, there's rainy days and Sundays. Julie already mentioned that. Um, it's raining men, obviously. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A- anything by the weather girls. Yes, because weather girls. Yep. Could you? No, that's too. That's, that corner turns back on itself if what? you choose Bill Withers, because that's not weather. That's withers. It's true. He withers. He doesn't weather. Yeah, he doesn't weather. Um, let's see. Um, autumn in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think River of, by Joni Mitchell. Yes, yes. I'm trying to, well, that's a great winter example. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, well, I mean, In the Summertime by Jerry Mungo that we Mungo were. Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry, thank yeah. you. I was calling the wrong thing. Mungo Jerry uh, is not technically about weather, but because Counts. it's about summer, it has to discuss when the weather is fine that's the second lyric hot time summer in the city yeah boom that's a good one too people really respond to that one um although now speaking of evolving relationship i'm now starting to age out a little bit where the songs that i'm choosing some people don't know yet and that's fine and that's fine with me because i know the song yeah but it with an audience it's a different experience right so you learning learning about youths um windy That's a Julie Starwood classic. Everyone knows it's Moody. <laughs> we used to do that at the restaurant that I worked at. We had a manager named Sean Moody, who we all love very much. And he, his email address was S-M-O-O-D-Y, Smoody. And so we all started calling him fucking Smoody. And Wendy, by the association, was on the Weber Girls soundtrack. So we would hear it all the time. And every time it came on, we're all like, who's peeking down from under? And then replacing Wendy with Smoody. And Smoody has stormy eyes. So yes, that song goes with weather. Uh, Wendy. What's another one about wind? Oh, This Tornado Loves You by Nico Case. I love that song. There you go. Uh, What about, here's one that's on the edge because it's very long, but if you did it right, if you did it earnestly and with respect, everybody in the bar would love you. The Wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes, but Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, um, it's all coming back to me now, um, is there are nights when the wind was so cold. Yes. Right? Um, It would work. You could do it in Uh, there. Yes. The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. But here's the thing. It's so long. But if you did it like a real troubadour, like you were feeling... But you could also do it for weather. Yes, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm sorry. You could, you could also do it for, for nautical. nautical. Oh, yeah. doubles, the double theme. It, also, like, people's names. You could just say people's names. Mm-hmm. And that, as a theme, you're like, what the fuck? But think about all the things you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny, Jenny, who can I turn to? Yep, like, totally. Boom. And, um, and it doesn't even have to be in the title. No. If you it, could do Wedding Bell Blues. Yep. Bam! Yeah, yeah, that song rules. I know, and that's a great karaoke song. Mm -hmm. That's for the next category. Um, What about what's an example of a bad theme? Anything that is really, really too narrow, like anything that is too specific, and then it can't. You can't really. Although, because of my Yoda styling of the corner thing, you can always take one step to the side. You can always find a corner, but But don't do Spanish language. Don't do like. 
Well, I mean, if everybody speaks Spanish, that's true. But like, if we were to do Spanish language as non-Spanish speakers, I there are songs that I would pick that didn't have the Spanish language in them, but could be tangentially okay. related. Um, but like, let's let's not have a bachelorette party where our bridezilla's name is uh, Sarah, and it's all Sarah's favorite songs. Like, I like you don't have any room to. I mean, unless you're Amelia Bazell and you have a playlist that's 200 songs long. Right. But as a person who does not have that. Well, what I'm saying is if Amelia shared that playlist. Oh, you're right. See, then it works. Mm-hmm. So, because then you're opening you up. You have to set people up to succeed. Yes. You either have to, a theme has to either be a door opening mm-hmm. and they get to wander wherever they want with the door, or it has to be a door opening into a well-stocked library. Perfect. And if, What an excellent metaphor. Thank you. <laughs> um, because it's, you just want people to, in fact, actually, this is a, a great segue for something Julie and I did a couple of weeks ago that we really had fun with, um, that even if it's not the theme, we will probably do again at Oasis Karaoke, which is the way that this particular KJ system is set up is there are already categories that you can browse and it's like eighties dance hits, um, songs that are hard to sing. You I did that to you, Um, and I do not regret it. (laughs) Um, uh, Dance favorites. Mm -hmm. um, um, So you're looking diva ballads instead of old school looking in a book. You're looking on your phone. Yeah. So like the catalog is digital. What we did the one time that we did karaoke with this really wonderful KJ together is uh, we would choose the other person's category. Yeah. Like you get disc. You get Allison. I just saw your category. It's called hard to sing. <laughs> Which she accepted. So I like had a champ. to choose from the category hard to sing. I got a funky one. One, one of mine was dance, funky seventies funk, maybe something like that. There one was. You gave me dance party hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you are restricted. So you're not looking at this enormous catalog like a drift in the ocean, <laughs> nautical. But <laughs> you, you you have a narrowing effect, and that's what a good theme does. Yeah. It. Um, it makes more possibilities available to you, not fewer. And it's fun to have somebody who knows you pick it for you. Yeah. Because they're not trying to throw you under a bus. They're trying to see what you got and, like, you know, bump you up. Like, I know you like this shit. I know you like this shit. If you ever picked a theme for me that I didn't like, I would just tell you, skip it. I'd yeah, be like, like I'm no. not. I'm not going to pick opera for Julie, Mm-mm. although I'm sure that she could find something in there that she would crush. Right? I, like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You would figure a way, like you would do Bohemian Rhapsody. You know what? Okay. I could. Right? Yeah. Like you would find a way, but it's more fun if you're setting somebody up to succeed. succeed. Yeah. Because that's what we all want is to have a good time. That And that's yeah. the overarching principle over everything is just have fun. And. And when you are failing, that can also be really fun. So maybe let's talk about failures okay. for a minute. All right, um, Allison, what are some you songs said you remember? One. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a, a morose creature. <laughs> I remember lots of karaoke fails, uh, but oh, I do remember one. Okay, you go first. Okay, this one is going to be particularly interesting to you, Allison. This is right now at story time. We are also going to make some specific suggestions of songs you might want to avoid, unless, of course, you know you would crush it, which is the just biggest karaoke rule. Do you know? you would crush it do it do Great. it do it do it anyway julie your fail okay i don't remember what the theme was this was back at the galaxy in portland so this was 2003 four whatever and it was me and your partner mr tom mm-hmm. and we got up to do a duet and we were i wouldn't say three sheets to the wind but <laughs> i would half. say two and a half <laughs> yes definitely we were already pretty drunk 
And we got up to do Under Pressure by David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. And um, I can't remember who chose what part. I just remember that it was terrible. (laughs) And it felt like that song was going to go on forever. And now, to this fucking day, when is it, 20 years later? Anytime I hear that song, I think about that moment. (laughs) And and it was just me and Tom like, let's do this, bro. And we did it. We got through it. We're like, oh, that sucked. But we'll never do it again. So anytime I hear that song, boom, right back to that moment. I have also made that mistake. I do not remember it vividly, but I have also made that mistake because Mm -hmm. it's really hard. It is very hard. It's very long. And David Bowie sings in a timbre that I don't understand. Like, I can't get my tone right with him ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just avoid David Bowie, generally speaking. Um, I have done some David Bowie and liked it, but I think in general he's pretty hard to do. Mm-hmm. Unless, again, you know you would crush it. Kill it. Do because, it. Do it. Like, if you are going to be feeling your oats, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Any karaoke performance can be a great one if you are really feeling yourself. Yeah. Feel it. Um, because we'll all go along for the ride. Um, my most visceral fail memory is also duet. Um, and it was at the Oasis. And a uh, friend of the show, Josh, was there. And uh, Josh and I went to college together and used to do a lot of duets. And we decided that we were going to embrace the part of ourselves that watched a lot of TRL and do Scream by Michael and Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah. And we got up and we were that so excited. And it started. And within about 15 seconds, I felt him turn to look at me. And I turned to look at him because we realized in the same moment that we had done this song before and that it had gone very badly. <laughs> um, so you forgot a prior failure and refailed. Refailed. Yes. And there was nothing we could do about it. Just it refailed. Like, it was within seconds, we both were like, oh God, we've done this before. Oh, and no. it was bad. <laughs> Um, it's so funny. It's very hard to sing. There are a lot of dance breaks. Um, it's there. I mean, it's Michael and Janet Jackson. They're like belting basically the whole time with the exception of one very difficult, tiny Janet section where she goes, something in the TV this evening. I was like out of nowhere. It's out of tempo. And then long dance breaks and it's choreography. You cannot do no. this. Kid, this isn't a situation where you could like do sort of do them. I'm doing it in my seat, sort of do the moves from bye, bye, bye. Da, da, da. I just want to tell you that I had enough. <laughs> bum, bum, might sound crazy, <laughs> but it ain't no lie. Baby, bye, bye, bye. bye Everybody bye, knows that. Shit. Right? right. That's fine. You, you can't can, do that for screen. <laughs> you could fake like the, oops, I did it again. Heart pounding shit or the, um, the, there's a lot of Britney you could fake. Uh, just hold a snake. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But um, you can't do that with Scream. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really difficult. So first of all, don't do that. Um, in general, unless you know. Unless you know you could crush it. Um, if you do know you can crush Scream, please do it at our karaoke. <laughs> uh, I think I would say in general, I would lightly advise to avoid Michael Jackson because it's hard. Always. Those songs are all like seven minutes long. They're yes. longer than you think they are. Um, it's very hard to sing. It's really long and it's complicated. Yes. And that's like three strikes. You're bringing that thought into people's minds, regardless of how they each individually feel about it. You're doing yeah. something to the atmosphere. I used to do the way you make me feel. Um, that song rules. It does rule. And I can, it's like perfectly in my range. Like mm-hmm. it's a perfect song for me to sing. Um, but it's too long, mm-hmm. first of all. And now you have and now complicated feelings about yeah. it. Right. Right. Um, Janet, though. If you want to do Fair Janet, game, do Janet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there cool. are so many good Janet songs. I know. And I feel like people kind of sleep on Janet Jackson and y'all need to wake up. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Other, if you were going to offer karaoke advice on things to avoid. Long songs. That's really it for me. Like anything longer than five minutes. Just if, if you can really nail it, if you're going to take paradise by the dashboard light to a new level, go for it. Yeah, please. But otherwise just don't, don't do it. There's other people there that want to sing. When you sing songs that are too long, it's like you're weirdly kind of like harsh in the mellow. There's also almost no way to kill it for seven minutes straight. So then you're just trapped in this song yes. with no so escape. So it's bad for you too. They're either, if a song is that long, they're either long instrumentals or it's a grandiose over the top situation and you're just going to have to be on for seven minutes and either of those things long instrumentals are not fun in karaoke i did have one long instrumental that i turned to my advantage oh sure and that was the song rosanna by toto i love that song i love singing it at karaoke it's one of the very few songs that i can actually sing sing because that guy's voice and mine are very similar but there is a long ass musical break in the middle of rocks rosanna and i got to the point where I realized I had to do something. And so I started telling jokes. <laughs> in, I've seen Julie use this approach on multiple occasions. Yeah. If it's long, if it's more than 15 to 20 measures, I'm about to tell you a little kid-like knock-knock joke. And that shit is always hilarious yes. and people like it. But That's a, that is... That's last chance kitchen. That's like your don't go there unless you have to. That's a 500 to. level course. Yes. That's, yeah. it, it, first I of don't all, do you, that. You, I sometimes banter, but I don't. You better come like, with a good fucking joke. I'm, I'm about to blow your mind. Rosanna, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, that's our rule. Yeah. I think in general, be wary of songs that are too long. Mm-hmm. I think avoid <laughs> ballads sometimes, not always. But ballads sometimes are difficult for me. I don't know if that's a general thing, but it's just like it brings that is the definitely, vibe down. If you're going to do a ballad, you it better you be can. what your heart wants. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because then you're going to be having a good enough time that it won't matter. It won't matter. Don't sing a ballad to impress. No. Sing a ballad because you just have to. You feel it. You just like... That ballad is yours. You've just got to get up there and sing Empty Chairs and Empty Tables. <laughs> There's a grief that can't be spoken. Oh my God, I would lose my mind. I'm just like throwing <laughs> money at you. There's a pain goes on and on. <laughs> but yeah, like generally speaking, if you're feeling the vibe of the room and the vibe of the room is a little bit more like, let's keep this party going, I would avoid a ballad. Yeah. In fact, that was one of the it, themes. Here's what I'd say. Yeah. If you're going to do a ballad, you better do a ballad. Don't do like... It's sort of a ballad and it's pretty mild. You had better bring the drama. I think that DJ Bacon did ballads once and then discontinued the theme forever. And I remember that we did it in Portland and it also did not succeed. That's because you can obviously feel that it's the energy of those songs is going to slow everything down. Yeah. And so that read doesn't really room. work. Yes, Maybe exactly. That's the read the room. If you're going to do a ballad, room. read the room. Yeah. Think about the, the right ballad for the room. I have done a ballad. Maybe every single time I've done karaoke, mm-hmm. with the exception of this time, this last time when we did mm-hmm. two songs. Um, if I've done more than two songs, I've almost certainly done a ballad. And it, some of that is I've got some uh, particular faves in my little... And you also have a certain set of skills. I do have a certain <laughs> set of skills. Like Liam Neeson. Um, like, I love to do... If I really feel like going all out and getting the room on my side with something that there maybe wouldn't normally be on my side with, I'm doing... Um, um, what is the name of that fucking song? My Whitney song. I have nothing. Yeah, I have nothing. nothing. Um, which 
has like 15 key changes in it. Dude, y'all, when she sings that song, it is really, really good. It's a, and everybody in the bar loves her for that moment because she's it's, really killing it. You're bringing the drama. Yes, um, it is drama. You're right, drama. You, you just read the room. You think, what, is Isabella going to play in this room? And more importantly, is it going to play for you? Is it going to feel good for you? Because really, we're talking about the audience experience because it's the thing that brings us joy. Yeah. But before you start thinking about other people's experience, think about yours. Think about your experience of karaoke and what you want it to be. And do that. And then once you're comfortable, once you're having a good time, then start thinking about entertaining people mm-hmm. if that brings you joy, which mm-hmm. it does to us. Yes. Because we are here doing this right now. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, I do have an example of a ballad that bit someone in the ass that is very memorable. And that is um, the karaoke competition that we spoke of earlier, Pavement, once again, RIP. Send your your theater company's representative, whatever. So I went. And spoiler, that year I won, which was great. But the guy that I was up against in the finals was hilarious and he was very good. However, he chose the wrong song for his 90s jam. I don't remember what it was. Okay. So there were three rounds. One was... I remember that he did the Humpty Dance. One was... No, he didn't. Somebody else did in the break. He didn't. But there was uh, three rounds. The first one was your best karaoke song, Bring It. I think I did I did Missy Misdemeanor work. You it. did. Uh, and that the, was when we added the Paul is Dead bit. Yes, Paul is Dead, Paul is Dead, Paul is Dead. That shit works with that song. Think about it. And then... Um, the second one was Swap Genders, so I sang Renegade by Sticks, one of my all-time classics. Yeah, that's a great one. And then the third one was your favorite 90s jam, and I had a little bit of a hard time deciding on this one because that wasn't really, like, I didn't feel as comfortable with the music, right, whatever. So I chose Basket Case by Green Day because it's only two minutes and 30 seconds long, and it's hilarious, and I was like, I can do this. This yeah, is great. Fine, whatever. His choice, so this is at the very end of a long night. We've gone from something like 12 singers down to three singers. Like it has taken a long time and it was like three hours long. And his choice for his favorite nineties jam was that Bon Jovi song, lay you down in a bed of roses, which is like seven minutes long. And it was just not the right, it was not the right time. Like he was very funny. He had a whole thing that went with it, but it was just so long. Everybody was tired already. Read the room. Is mm-hmm. read the room is the note. Yeah. Read the room. Okay. Any other in your personal preference? <laughs> um, are there other songs that you would be like, you know what? Think of something else. Like my go-to warn people away from is Love Shack. Someone else is gonna do Love Shack. And that's it's fine. just and that's fine. It's just a matter of whether or not you are the first person of the evening to do Love Shack. Mine is what's going on by Four Non Blondes. Oh yeah. That song, if there's karaoke happening right now somewhere on this globe, which there is, somebody is singing it right now. Yeah. And you can never escape that thought once you have it for the first time. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate that song. Just, I don't, don't want to hear karaoke. it five times a night at karaoke. Paradise uh, by the Dashboard Light. Just too long and stupid. Yeah. Um, honestly, while I have seen Julie kill the song, don't do Baby Got Back. No, yeah. it's That's it's another time has someone come and else gone. is going to do it. It's time has come and gone. Somebody else is going to do it. Yeah. Um, I would, from a different tack, um, warn everyone, not against doing Lady Gaga. I've done a lot of Lady Gaga karaoke, but it is harder than you think Mm -hmm. because she is a very good singer, but it's dance music, which means she's doing it once. Right. And then a computer is repeating what she did. Like 
one night, I don't remember what the theme was, but I thought I was being really cheap. Maybe it was pride. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was being really cheeky. And I decided that in two successive go rounds, I would do first express yourself by Madonna and then born this way by Lady Gaga, because there was a big kerfuffle that they were essentially the same song. They are, they're not, it's complicated. One of those songs is really hard to sing and it's not the Madonna. (laughs) Born this way is one of the hardest songs I've ever done in karaoke. Mm -hmm. It's really, really difficult. And it's because it's, it's a dance track that is just at 110% the The entire time. time. Yeah. Right. Even with the breaks, it was like, (gasps) can't breathe, can't breathe. Um, On the flip side of that, I would not discourage anyone from doing this because it's really fun. But one of the other hardest songs I've ever done at karaoke is the dog days are over by Florence and the machine. Mm. And that is just because she is a supernatural human being. It'd be like doing Bjork. Yes. Which I have seen also seen people kill. Yeah. Like, please just be prepared for failure and then let it go. Yeah. Let it go. If um, you fail on a number of levels. Don't Please, by all means fail and you are going to fail. Yes. Don't not bring it because you're scared. Yes. Bring it, try it, learn from but it. But if what you want to do is like start out and just crush it, I would let you know that the dog days are over will kill. Um, but it is very, very difficult to sing mm-hmm. even badly. It just goes so fast and there's so much of it mm-hmm. that, um, you're just going to be out of breath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even with it, like a serious instrument, you're going to end up out of breath. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's enough about fails. Mm-hmm. Unless you have more fails. One no. Okay. Um, just one last point. Fails aren't a big deal. Not a big deal. Literally not it, a big deal. Unavoidable. If, if there is one place in your life that you can just abandon fear of failure, this is it. This is the place. Let it go. You know what? Like great? Elsa says, let it fucking go. Which that is another song that will kill in a bar. It will. It People will. will sing with you. So the other thing about failing is that. If you're shooting the moon at karaoke, it's when you fail so hard that it is a good time for everyone. Yes. Like there is there, if it's the right song and the right person and the right vibe, that's Todd. Like totally like a true failure can be so exhilarating. It's very funny. Liberating. Um, and it just, it's a very communal experience, you know, like if you are, everybody's been up there, everybody's done that. And it is a really cool feeling. It's just a reminder that it, failure is how you look at it. Yeah. There are sublime fails. Yes. There are fails, and those are totally fine and honestly really valuable. Sublime fails only You'll happen. remember them. Those are yeah. the best experiences. I remember the sublime fail of Tom and me. And like, yes. just like, wow, well, we really and did I this to ourselves. The people in the audience were having a good fucking time. And then, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't put it in the sublime fail category then because I don't know if anybody, I think after we started, they kind of tuned us out. <laughs> Yeah, it was like that. <laughs> well, there are some where it's sublime to you, but not yes. to everybody else. You know who's the master of the sublime fail? Who? Your husband. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Neil. Neil's story with karaoke. I will make this super brief. Neil cannot sing. It doesn't fucking matter. He has such a good time, and he makes considered song choices, and he's found several songs through that um, the theme thing that we've been doing for 20 years now. He's found several songs that he can just murder and people love him because when he gets up there he's just like this guy and he's just gonna sing this song and he, it's always awesome yeah um my favorite of his that he doesn't do much anymore and it came from a theme at the uh the galaxy in portland i think it was gender swap maybe or sing a song with girl or boy in it or something like that he did just a girl by no doubt and it was one of the coolest things i've ever seen in my life <laughs> that's good because he's a big he's like a caveman looking dude and he's like a dude that understands what that song means, like mm-hmm. what it's talking about. 
So good. I don't think he's done that one in a long time. But his number one classic is uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? <laughs> oh, see, I think of Neil's number one and classic 60, being... Summer 69. See, I think of it as being Walking in Memphis. Oh, oh my God. That, please explain your experience of seeing him do Walking in Memphis, because that's a special case. It's, that one... The thing that I love about Neil singing that song is that that isn't such a well-known song that you know everyone in the bar is going to know it, Um, but it has the feel of a song that everyone knows, and he comes in so hot. Pull on my blue suede shoes and I boarded the train. And it it just gets everybody on board immediately um, because there isn't a way to do that song and not really go for it, Um, even though it's like a pretty chill ballad. Well, it's because he decided when he heard that song and figured out it was good for him at karaoke, he decided that he would always do it in the style of Tom Waits. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> which really is going to grab you no matter what, because right. it's going to sound a little bit different. But yes, yeah, specifically it's Walking in Memphis. Also, Neil fucking loves that song. Yeah, and that's, oh, and you can tell. Yeah, that's I that's think that's part of it. N- number one part thing in picking a karaoke song that would love be my it. number one piece of advice is it had better be a song you love. It doesn't have to be your favorite song. Just love but it. But like m- to go back to the Menomina example that we were talking about in the previous episode. Um, you love Menomina. Who doesn't love that song? That song is good. It's just really good. Would, if you asked me to list my 10 favorite songs, would I list Menomina? No. It wouldn't occur to me to list Menomina. But then you hear it somewhere and you're like, fucking banger. Yeah. It's, you know what? <laughs> this reminds me a little bit of when I, I wrote a list for um, Consequence several years ago, ranking every song in the Disney animated canon. Um, and one of the things I discovered when listening to literally, which is that's basically excluding like the goofy movie or a goofy movie, sorry. Apologies. Um, and, uh, <laughs> anything that was live action with animation, um, it excludes Pixar. It's like, it's a specific thing. Anyway. Um, one of the things that I discovered in listening to every one of those hundreds of songs, and I learned a lot, it was really a great experience, um, is that one of the best songs in the Disney animated canon is The Wonderful Thing About Tiggers, which is this long. The Wonderful Thing About Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. The tops are made out of rubber. The bottoms are made out of springs. They're bouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. The Wonderful Thing About Tiggers is I'm the only one. Yes, I'm the only one. End of song. That's the entire song. Memorable. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I've never done that at karaoke, but that is sort of what, like, when I talk about songs you love, I guarantee there's that no feeling. one on this podcast that thinks, you know, one of my favorite songs is The Wonderful Thing About Tiggers. But I nope. bet if I did that song at karaoke, everybody, people would lose seat. their minds. Hands up, touchdown right? style. Like the theme from Doug. <laughs> or um, uh, Love Fool by the Cardigans. I have mm-hmm. seen, I've seen endless people kill that song of various skill levels because people just love that song. Yeah. Um, so love it. You love the song. That is the number one ingredient. If you love it, you can set it free. Yes. That's karaoke. Because if you really do love it and you're giving yourself a shot and loving it includes yourself, if it's not going well, let it go, baby. You learned something. Mmm, hot, tingly fingers. I have watched (laughs) some people kill death metal that I had no idea what it was. At the Galaxy in Portland, there was a guy who went by the karaoke handle Stir Dog. (laughs) I believe his real name was Sterling. He would bring in... I don't know. I'm going to date myself here, but shit, too late for that. He would bring in his own CD case, like the zipper soft sided one with all the CDs inside. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe held like 20 or 30 CDs. Uh-huh. 
And it was all Swedish death metal. Oh my God. Karaoke tracks. Okay, hold on. Here's, we're about to get to karaoke sublimity, like for real. Great. So he used to come in with his custom Swedish death metal discs and just kill the room. Just be like, oh, not in a good way. Like, oh God, Sturdog. Okay, fine. Because it was essentially like we were going to hear screaming for two and a half minutes. But we were like, okay, at least this guy has a point of view. And he's trying. So we all kind of rallied around him after a while. Like it took us a while to get it, get him, but we were like, okay, cool. You're, you're cool. And this was before we started doing themes. Mm-hmm. Then themes started. Stardog was resistant because obviously he has a very chosen like yeah. way to do it. So one night there was a theme of, I think it was pick someone to sing a certain song. Like you pick a person, it's your turn. You pick someone and you tell them what song they're going to sing. And he put himself up for that with us. He was like, I'm going to do it. And we're like, okay, cool. So when his name came up, we're like, Sturdog, you're singing Toxic by Britney Spears. And it was incredible. <laughs> like he just killed, like all of us were like on our feet, like, yes! God, because he did it. Feeling. He did it with the style of the Swedish death metal, which you can kind of see with that song, right? Like he was like really into it at the time. But it was still toxic, the music of toxic. <laughs> it was so good. And that was one of, that's a very memorable moment, right? That's yeah. a moment where you see what karaoke can be and like how people share in this experience and like how you're right about the words of blind. There is just this feeling of like, Wow, we're all here together. Life is fucking short. Let's do this. Talk to me about some of some other moments like that in your past. Because I've got one of you. I can start us off with one of you. Which is, I don't know if it was the first time that you did it, but it was the first time I saw you do it. Where it was fucking these eyes <laughs> by the, the guess who? That's the guess who, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she did it, but she asked the KJ to do it at double speed. That came from the galaxy. Um so it was, um, the chorus of that song is these eyes, dun, 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 are crying. These eyes have seen a lot of love, but they're never going to see another one like I with you. Um, only Julie was doing it at double speed. So it was like a dance. These eyes cry every night for you in the verse. But, mm-hmm. um, but the build up to the chorus, you could feel in the room that people understood what was going to happen when the chorus hit. So then the chorus was, these eyes are crying. These, these eyes are seen love, love, but they're not going to see like that with you. <laughs> um, and it was the experience of feeling people recognize what was coming was really. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's how I picked that song. That was uh, one of the original kind of themes that the galaxy was uh, KJ speed up. Mm. Like we, I don't think I explained this earlier, but we did a whole thing where we basically had a ganja bar. We had a beer pitcher and everybody all night was writing down themes and just putting them in, putting them in. And then we had a category where one, every Sunday morning, one of our friends would draw one out and then send it out to the group. Like here's our theme, right? So that one was KJ speed up. And that meant that our KJ fucking Kellen respect, love you knew that if we put a song in, they were going to speed it up as fast as they could speed up the backing track. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I knew that was coming, and I was like, what is a song that I like that has something weirdly fast in it? And I can't remember if I heard these eyes that day or if it just came to me or whatever, but I was like, oh, that, that, that is going to kill. Because that particular song for that theme is like a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that shit is fun. And even after doing it sped up, I kept that in my 
in my pocket. And I, I do these eyes all the time, but oh, at yeah. normal speed. Um, well, and I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen you do it sped up though. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really, it was very, very memorable. It's just funny. It's, yeah. it's something that I'm enjoying because I'm like, I know y'all know. I know y'all know this is coming. Mm-hmm. Let's just get through this part. <laughs> and it was brrr. great. It was so fun. Um, other, do you have other examples of like sublime karaoke moments? Yours or someone else's? I, uh, when DJ Bacon made me do Surfing Bird for the first time. <laughs> like, I didn't know that that was going to go down the way that it did. Yeah. I don't think I could do it anymore. I think I've kind of aged out of it. Like, they, it's kind of a mm, physical feat that I don't know that I could do anymore. But the song Surfing Bird, Bird by the Trashman, is that their name? Fucking, I, I have so. that fucking trivia card on my fridge on the magnet because it came up in Trivial Pursuit. There's an, uh, okay, I hate The Family Guy, but there's an excellent episode of The Family Guy. It starts with a terrible, terrible joke. Please watch past that. It's the worst. I'm sorry. But then it comes to Peter Griffin being obsessed with the song, <laughs> The Bird is the Word, which I'm sure, you, Surfing Bird, sorry, Surfing Bird, which I'm sure you all know. So Neil and I used to make jokes about this shit all the time. And I can't remember whether it was a theme that DJ Bacon was working about names because Starbird, Surfing Bird, I can't remember. I gave him a dealer's choice. That's what it was. That's another thing. Once you reach a certain level of working through all this shit, you will get to the point where you will let a person just choose for you. You don't care. Yes. And KJ's like KJ's who know your work. KJ's who like DJ Bacon had kind of saved a catalog of stuff we had done. I'd be like dealer's choice. And then he would just randomly pick. Yeah. One night he did not randomly pick one night. He specifically chose Surfing bird. And that song is, um, stupid, but it's very short. And it's also hilarious and people are always going to laugh at it. So the first time I did it and managed to get all the th- way through the like, mow, 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 for over it. That's a just pumping situation. That's yeah. a lot of pumping. That was pretty good mm-hmm. because it wasn't something I ever would have thought to choose. I never would have done that. And it was because somebody else picked it for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, as another example, I, the first time that I heard Al Chambers do Creep, mm. um, Creep is another, that one's, that's a pretty common karaoke song. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, especially if you, again, if you could crush it, none of these rules apply. That's the most important thing. Al Chambers crushes it. Yes. Al Chambers crushes it. Um, and that's great because that's another example of you watch a person get up to do karaoke and Al's like a theater guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's got long hair. He's a regular at the bar. He has a lovely resonant speaking voice, but you don't look at Al Chambers and think Radiohead. Right. But he does creep and it just blows Brings the, the doors bar down. off the place. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Um, and that's, I think about throwing himself wholeheartedly into something he knows really suits his range. Yes. Um, yeah, that's incredible. Um, anytime you do fucking don't rain on my parade in front of <laughs> one to six. Gay I don't people. do that song anymore. You Are know you why? Done? Why? Because Neil told me never to do it again. Why? Cause he wanted you to do something else. Also, listen, I don't listen to those dudes. Like that song. Don't listen to those dudes. You do what you want to do. Yeah. But sometimes there comes a point when you realize perhaps you've overplayed your hand. No man. Never. Listen, I built other things now. That's true. But Whatever you enjoy. If one day you want to bring it back, bring it back. If I'm you sure don't, I will. you don't. Um, That's like me and the Humpty Dance. Like I try to, I, I keep trying to retire it 
But people keep pulling Just me back in. Just when you think you're out. Yes, they keep pulling me back in. <laughs> like Fredo. I mean, um, like Michael. Well, what are, then let's put it a different way. Rather than thinking about other people's sublime karaoke moments, what are your faves? What's in your, um, your I absolutely love doing this song? Book? I fucking love Walk a Million Miles, Wait a Million Years. I can't remember the exact title by the grassroots. That is a song from the 60s. And I just happened to be in my kitchen, like doing dishes or whatever. And it came on my favorite, Me TV Radio. <laughs> and I heard it and I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is like exactly my karaoke jam. First of all, it starts out with like a weird like telegraph sound, like beep, 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 which is already going to get people's attention. So you've got this driving beat. And then the guy's voice, like he's obviously a good singer, but he's, it's not a lot of singing. It's a little bit more talk singing. But then the belting of the chorus is huge and epic and hilarious. And man, that, that's my favorite song to do right now. The other song that I found over the last four years that I sometimes enjoy to do, but it's kind of hard, is uh, it's a Rod Stewart song, and it's called T- Turks. It's the one with um, Young Hearts Be Free oh, yeah. Tonight. I, I enjoy doing that song. That's a good one. Uh, but really, right now, it's all about the grassroots. I always love Summertime by Mongo Jerry. Yep. That's one that's just fun to do. Uh, it's just also awesome. Uh, what's another one? Uh, it's See, because it's been so long since I've done it regularly, I don't really have like a stable anymore. Mm-hmm. I have like four songs that I'm like, oh, I can do this, I can do this, which is why I really enjoyed the thing of uh, the themes when we went because you got me back into the um, I Will Survive by Gloria's Gaynor and that song is so fun to sing. Oh yeah. And the, also that's another one where the entire crowd is going to fucking be with you because yeah. that song is epic. It's, you know, everyone yeah. wants to sing that song. So yeah, maybe that. I, I, right now what I like is the the themes available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I've already talked about I Have Nothing. Uh, don't Rain My Parade. I love doing, um, well, now I love doing Menomina. I love doing uh, Fell in Love with a Girl by the White Stripes. Oh, yeah. Which is like 90 seconds long. Mm-hmm. It just is, it's very fast and really short, and you just like rock for 90 seconds, and then you're done, and then you just walk away. It's very mic drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing that. I love, love, love to sing uh, I'm Getting Married in the Morning from My Fair Lady. <laughs> no one ever sees it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not uh, a Rachel Berry moment. Like it's not a music theater show off moment. It's just oh, I get married. That the song morning. is hilarious. That's fun, and everybody like responds to it because they know it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And good. even people, if you don't know it, it's just as like, an absurd. <laughs> it's just an absurd thing. Uh, I love doing that. Um, I have done. I generally do not rap, but I have done "Lose Yourself." Very good. Which I still have complicated feelings about because he is a complicated figure yeah. um and also it's, it's very song. hard it's very difficult yeah it's a really hard song um but i've done that one and i had a really good time with it um the heart of rock and roll we talked about oh in terms of overdone songs that i love doing anyway um hold on by wilson phillips that's another one that will get the whole bar on everybody's your side. on your side anything with a clapping breakdown oh, yeah. is a good choice yeah. I love rock and roll by Joan Chat. Yeah. Ooh, I also really love doing Bad Reputation by Joan Chat. Oh yeah. So like, yeah. Find your favorites. Get them up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make 
somebody else's day by singing something they have no idea what it is and then just absolutely annihilating it. Exactly. Or fail, have fun, learn something about yourself. <laughs> and really, the most important thing is come do this with us on September Yay! 30th. It's going to be so fun. There's no cover. All we ask is that you tip your bartenders really well because it's our bar. And if you tip them badly, we'll know. We will know. <laughs> um, but it's just going to be the afternoon. We're going to do a little live show and then we're going to sing some karaoke and I can't wait. You know what we're going to do, Julie? I'm committing us to something right now. Okay. You know what we are absolutely going to do? What? The DuckTales theme. Ooh! <laughs> we have to, right? I, I mean, it's just built into my DNA now. Um, yeah, just come. If you want us to do themes, we can do themes. If, if you, you don't, don't do them. Just don't do the theme. Who cares? Our, our specific approach will be for us. And everyone will be invited. You bring your own approach. Find a karaoke buddy. Do the thing Julie and I did where you choose each other's category. When she chose hard to sing for me. I, ended, <laughs> I left my ass off first of all. <laughs> I went with um, their, for some reason they had the postmodern jukebox cover of Fancy by Iggy Azalea. Dude, it was so fucking good. It was like 20s <laughs> version, like flapper version. First things first. I'm the real And there were people in the bar who turned around and was like. What is this? And I'm like, well, first of all, that's Alice. And secondly, it's postmodern jukebox. Like, and then the other one was uh, a Lady Gaga song. Yeah. Uh, just dance. Just dance. Boy, that one was hard. That that's was really just, hard. That's, She's hard. That's the, uh, the whole thing. You yeah. just have to keep pumping, you know but I you love? can't breathe totally. while pumping. You know what I love doing of hers is um, You and I. Do you know that one? Mm-mm. It's um, it's from whatever the name of the album is where she had an, a persona where she was a, like a greaser dude, like a Bruce Springsteen type. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Uh, Shallow is a great karaoke song. Mm-hmm. People will sing that with you. Oh, yeah. It's really hard. but mm-hmm. And it's relatively short, too. <laughs> it's got that, oh! How long, how long is it in time? Let's find out. Mm. Let's find out where Shallow falls. Wouldn't it be something if all of our fans came to our live show and they sang nothing but Shallow all day long? Oh, my God. Um, song listener, by Bradley Cooper and Lady please Gaga. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. I mean, somebody should sing it. Yeah. Uh, 337. Totally fine. That's within the acceptable category. In fact, that's kind of the sweet spot. Anywhere between like three minutes and 330, like that's right there. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. What what songs, to close things out before final thoughts, Mm -hmm. what songs would you love for someone to sing at karaoke? Like when you think about a great karaoke song, maybe not for you, but for somebody else, what do you think about? I think of, um, I... There's a Pointer Sister song that I fucking love, and it's called Automatic. And it's one of the only ones where Ruth sang the lead, so she's the deeper voice of the three sisters. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't do it. I can't hit that tone. And it's like David Bowie to me a little bit. It's in that weird place where I just can't find it ever. Mm-hmm. I would love somebody, if somebody knows how to do that song, do it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um. I would love for somebody who just is really going to eat, like is really just going to feast on it. I would love for somebody to do Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Yes. 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 And that, ideally, that's two people. Yeah, because you, you need, need LeFou. Lef- you need LeFou and you need Lef- Gaston. Mm-hmm. Um, but just do it and sing all of it. I don't care. Yeah, just do just it. Just a solo performance. <laughs> we are obsessed with that song. It's, it's because it's so good. every last inch of me is covered with hair. hair. Like, come on. I best. use antlers in all of my decorating. <laughs> God, fucking come on. They really, it's like the Barbie movie before the Barbie movie. Oh, would love for somebody to do I'm Just Ken. Yes. Holy shit. Can you feel the Kennergy. If somebody can come in and do that, please do. Somebody's husband. Just bring us Ken. They're enough. They're enough. The life of blonde fragility. (laughs) 
Where I see love, she sees a friend. Um, that would fucking... Oh, Born to Run always kills. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, final thoughts. Any final thoughts on karaoke, both as an experience overall and on the specific event that we shall be hosting? Personally speaking, I feel we that... We need to remember to put out a tip jar for the KJ, too, because that... Oh, of course, that of course. Is being tipped. Please bring cash to tip Joseph. Yes. He requires it, um, and we support that. Yes. Um... Final thoughts for we me. We require it. He we does not require it. it. Well, he, he's not going to push he it on you. He deserves it. We require it. Exactly. Pay he's not going to push it on you. He's cool. Uh, personal thoughts for closing thoughts. I feel like karaoke and I are, we've been through a lot together. Yeah. It's a long relationship that I've had with this slash philosophy slash party game. I don't know what to call it. I think philosophy at this point in my experience with it. And I need to get back on it. I, I, obviously the pandemic slowed me down and I wasn't able to do it very much, but I need to get back into the flow of the opening your mind to new options, new choices, try something, fail, whatever. Mm -hmm. I need to get back in there because I know how valuable that is to me just as a person. I know it feels good. So I haven't been able to go for a long time, so I need to get back more in it. So personally speaking... I think I'm going to make a commitment to try to go to the O right at 9 p.m. at least once a month okay. on Sundays. Just for me. Just to sing a couple of songs, try something new. Maybe have a self-imposed theme that I'm just working with and trying to find a new song that I've never sung before. I mean, do you know what day of the week it is? I know it's Sunday, but I have to go to the whale night. After? Oh, my God, no. Because mm, maybe next Sunday. Okay. But I, I need, personally speaking, I need to immerse myself back in that alive mind, that, that playful mind that, to me, karaoke, at its very best, wholly represents, which is, I'm creative, I'm going to try something, ooh, it didn't go well, whatever, let's try something else. And I feel like that's a mind space that uh, once you get there, you crave it, and you want it, and I need to, I need to work on it to get, make it more immediate in my life again. Yeah. I feel similarly, but again, coming from sort of a different place where I spent so much of my life singing for pleasure, always for pleasure, but with a specific aim, um, to, you know, sound a specific way in an environment, a controlled environment, you know, like a concert or a whatever. Um, and my relationship to singing changed when I started singing with a couple of cover bands, um, and then the first cover band was pre starboard karaoke experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but the combination of that plus doing karaoke with y'all really changed my relationship to my physical experience of singing in my body because there's something so cathartic. I mean, that's why karaoke exists. There's something so cathartic about the experience of singing. Mm -hmm. And Everybody should get to do that. And everybody should get to just make big sounds with their body. And then we all hear them. Just like make those big sounds, however they sound, whether they sound good or not. Um, and I really come to think of it as such a lovely occasional gift that I get to give myself. Just yeah. to go like, take that time. That time is my time. Karaoke, we've spent a lot of time talking about how fun it is for the audience. And it is. But at the end of the day, you are claiming three and a half minutes of time to just make noise with your body. Yep. And what a lovely gift that is to give yourself. Mm-hmm. 
So we love karaoke, folks. You should come do it with us. Yeah. And it sounds all highfalutin and shit, but really, just get a Miller Lite and fucking go oh, to yeah. town on Love Shack. We don't care. This is just because <laughs> we've spent so much time doing it. Yes. Neither of us had these thoughts when we started doing karaoke. No. This is, we've spent a lot of time thinking and talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was a big part of our lives for quite it a while. It is, and, and I need to, I, that's yeah. what I'm saying, is I need to make it a big part again, because it really does feed a certain something. Yeah. It's great. So come do it with us September 30, The yep. Oasis, Rogers Park. More information on the internet. Yep. Bye. Bye. What a fine piece of programming. <laughs> we can't stop ourselves. It's, it's just, what a gift you are. What a gift you are. Oh, why, thank you. Thank it's you. It's just going to keep coming. All this content just oozing out of us. Just like, like a Dr. Pimple Popper situation. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, but you know what? We're not here to pop pimples. We're here to thank say you thanks. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Facebook.com slash on Instagram at podlandercast. You can find all of our shit there. You can also find us at podlanderpresents.com where you find all sorts of information about all of the oozing, hot, <laughs> sticky content. <laughs> if you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this, John, right now. We want to thank all of you for listening, but we especially want to thank our patrons. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast, where you can support the show, join the Slack, get early episode access, and access all of our sweet, sweet bonus content because we just can't shut the fuck up. Thank you to all of our patrons. Y'all make it possible for us to do this. You, like Catherine the Great, rule. This show is produced by Allison Shoemaker and Julie Starbird. Edited by Julie Starbird, occasionally by Allison Shoemaker. That's true. Our stuff, other stuff, is um, done and performed by Allison Shoemaker. Our artwork is by Viv Pickles, a.k.a. Laura. And our terrible slash beautiful cover songs are all provided to us by Amelia Ham on the Loose Bazell. Once again, surprising no one, Allison and I were buttholes and forgot to mention that Amelia Ham on the Loose Bazelle is unmatched when it comes to her social media game. Thanks, Amelia. We want to thank all of our patrons. You are all gems, joys, jewels. We want to thank the following people in particular because that is a bonus that they get at the level at which they support. But really, you're all pretty. But we love these folks. <laughs> these, these guys we are love the, pretty. We love these folks. Here we go. <laughs> Jessica Richardson, Kristen Blanton, Kristen, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. If I'm not, please let me know. Jessica Richardson, Kristen, Kristen Blanton, Caitlin Gibbons, Katie, the Jordi Fishwife, <laughs> Mindy Newell, Rachel Ravel, Brenda, <laughs> Allison King, Doc J, hi, Allison, Doc JWS, Sydney Taylor, Snazzy Knack, Lisa Brienne, Julia Gulia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Jane Collins, Tina Barnett, Nicole Rodriguez, Crick, Nicole Rodriguez, Kristen Freckled Fury, Liz and Tinkerbell, Terry Welch, Rochelle Lefevre, Amanda Smizazaza, Amanda, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Kelly Mazella, Chantal Salters, Tara Lucchino, Viv Pickles, aka Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Pukowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Kara Marla, Trish McCrary, Julie DeToy, Jen Lynn, Kelly Bodden, Amanda Noon, and Elizabeth Young, and Kiki the Wise. Thank you so much for all of your support. Um, we love you, and we hope that you will come hang out with us on September 3rd, even if it's today. On September 30 at the Oasis. It's going to be sweet. All right. See ya. Bye. Hi, folks. Let me see if I can sum up Midnight Burger in about 25 seconds. Jesus Christ! It'll be fine. 
So this is how it ends. Eaten by wolves in space. Pardon me, Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word? The radio is talking to me. Really, big monster? Zero irony. We're surrounded by cavemen. What the hell is that? Because you're having a cigarette in 415 million BC. Where are we? Space. Can you narrow that down? The bad part? Ava. Yeah, that didn't work at all. At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app or just go to weopenat6.com.